Dave. Hey, um, all right. Time for attendance. Ollie? Here. Excellent. Dave? Here. Wonderful. Hey, Hey, we get to continue. Welcome to What Difference Does It Make? Yes. The continuation of the top songs from the world-famous K-Rock in 1982. Yes. We do attendance because in 1982, we were... They in did high that. school. We were in high school. And we attendance wanna, was a thing. We want to go back to, we want to really feel, we want to get into the mode. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's stressful. Being, getting on time. Get six minutes to get to class? Never worried. You, I mean, you, because if I was you ever late, tardy? I was tardy or not there much of the time. I was <laughs> really? a junior in 1982. Okay. And you were tardy a lot? I was tardy a lot. Really? Why? Because you had a boyfriend, didn't you? I, I was also pretty social. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hanging out at the lockers? Yeah. Yes. Probably sashaying slowly across campus. <laughs> you. Of course. You? Were you tardy? Never. Of course you weren't. No. You were probably the I teacher's was, pet, too. I was too terrified. No, I was I was one of those kids. I was in the back and, you know, <laughs> was not the social. I was, you know, I was, I was in the band. So, you know, I... All I had to do was make, I knew how long it would take to get from the band room to, to and that's class. And that's how you planned. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, in one of my classes, my geometry class, uh, Mr. Bravo. Mr. Bravo. Mr. Bravo. He was blind in his right eye and deaf in his right ear. So when he was standing in front of the class and the door was on that side, so you could come in, people would come in late and fill up the seats on that side of the class without him really knowing you were late. But you were screwed if you were late enough so that those seats were already totally full. <laughs> there was a lot of thought that went into that. Yeah. The word got, I'm sure every year people, you know, the juniors passed on the word to the sophomores like, oh, when you're in Mr. Bravo's class, come in this way if you're late and you'll, uh, you'll be okay. I wonder if maybe he wasn't even really and he was just like allowing, you know, just being, that was his way of being lenient. I wonder. No, I'm pretty sure he was blind. I could tell by his eye. Okay. <laughs> he did wore you, really thick glasses. Did you stare at him? At the, like in the if right I did, eye? He would like, know. <laughs> okay. No. We loved, he was beloved, Mr. Bravo. Shout out to Mr. Bravo. Yes. Hey, Mr. Bravo. Woohoo. <laughs> okay. All right. You didn't know you'd be talking about Mr. Bravo no, today, did, I did you? No, I did not. He probably didn't either. No. Okay. All right. So, uh, 1982, we've, we've gone through uh, quite a few songs. And um, and I will be mentioning again because K Rock has their updated list of of their top eighty of that year, top eighty of nineteen eighty two. Um, however, back in the day, they had one hundred six point seven songs that they listed in nineteen eighty two, and that's the list we're going off of. So there are some songs that might have been lost through time, but we have not forgotten them yes. because this is what we listen to. Yes. So, yeah. uh, so we will talk about uh, each and every one of these songs, and I might make mention of uh, if it was if it fell off the list. Yeah. There's a there's a couple that did. It's good to know. I think it's a sure. I find it interesting. It yeah. is super interesting, yes. <laughs> at least to us. That's not a that's not a word that's allowed in my house. Interesting because it's just too vague. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, that's interesting. That is. I don't happen to believe it myself. I like the word interesting, and I use it a lot. But the rest of my family is is anti interesting. What was it if someone was, uh, yeah, if you weren't interested in it, I think that's why. That's that's what people say. Oh, interesting. That's kind of like, a, you know, just drop, let's just drop this conversation now. Maybe. I, I, I don't think that's why they have an issue with it. I think that they think that you can always, they, my, the, my three other family members, sure. think that you can always come up with a better adjective than interesting. Interesting right. is the least interesting adjective. And what do they say? What, uh, 
what what else is there? Fascinating? Spellbinding? Gnarly. No, something more descriptive of, because interesting is sort of all-encompassing. Sure. There are specific adjectives. So when we come up with fun facts that are not interesting, what are they? I find them interesting. However, the the rest of the family would say. I'll have to ask them. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. This is this is interesting. <laughs> All right. So we're at 70. We are at number 70. Numero setenta. No. <laughs> nice. We should do uh, well, the Casey countdown. Number 70. <laughs> Very good. All right. You I'm got good. that. Used to, well, that's why I lived on, Casey. Mm-hmm, that's why too. I love countdowns. Okay, so 70. Um, oh, uh, a good one. A really good one, although doesn't happen to be my favorite song from them, but yeah, it's a good one. What uh, is it, Dave? I believe they're Australian. They are very Australian. Really? Um, they come from the land down under. Oh, uh, is it uh, Paul Hogan? <laughs> no. He's Australian. He is Australian, but that is not. Is it Mel Gibson? About. Nope. No. Is it Kylie Minogue? No. Is I give up. Who is it? Men at work. Oh, men at work with Down Under. They came from a land down yeah. under, and from the album Business as Usual. Yes, uh, a number one album. Yes, yes, in both in both the UK and the US. Yeah, this was uh, this album was un- yeah. inescapable. Yeah, even though we didn't know what any of these words were that they were singing about. No, that's funny. That's, that's kind of what I was chuckling oh, about before more, the show started. More than interesting. This is funny. Funny. There's, see, there's something. There's an alternative to interesting because I found some of the lyric translations from Australian, to, uh, Australian English to American English. Well, okay. So do you have the lyrics? <laughs> uh, I don't have the lyrics, but I have some of the translations to the little – do you have the lyrics? I knew that was – they. Um, Actually, as I'm humming this song, um, they had to share this song with Kookaburro. You know that song? Kookaburro sings by the old yep. gum tree. That was like an Australian song. I don't know why I know. Or, yeah, they got sued. They sued. They did. Yeah. Because of that, that flute. Something like that. Yep. But, um, but yeah, that, they had to share. The lawsuit asked for 60% of the publishing rights. 60? The judgment was for 5%, retroactive to 2002, because this was in 2010. So That's a lot of years. Netting. Still. Uh, Larrikin Music, they own the rights to the Kookaburra song that netted about $100,000. But Colin Hay says the legal fees for the case totaled about $4.5 million because he fought it so aggressively. I believe it. And he said he'll he'll go to his grave knowing that Down Under is an original piece of work. Okay. Yeah. But what was original was Colin Hay's lyrics. Yes. Okay. So, Kookaburra, Down Under. Go ahead. What what do you got? (laughs) Okay. Fried-out combi? Uh, Fried-out combi. Do you know what that is? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, tell me. Do you have any fried, fried out Fried-out, uh, like uh, it's like a car? Is it like an old car? It is a broken-down van. Okay. Yes, it came from the, the VW combi van, which was, you know, back in the 60s and 70s was popular with surfers and, and okay. they say hippies. Yeah. Okay. A combi. <laughs> uh, Fried out combi. Okay. Head, <laughs> but head full of zombie. You can uh, kind of guess. Head full of zombie. Yeah. yeah uh, wasted. I zombie was a particular strong batch of, well, here it says marijuana, but I'll, I'll say weed because that's what, the, that's what the youth are calling it these days. We don't call it pot. I still call it pot, but kids call it weed. Or strain. Now we call it a strain. Well, because there are so many strains now. There's too many strains. Yes. 
So it was. Uh, so this was a particular, particularly strong batch that was floating around Australia for a long time, and uh, it was called Zombie Grass. Nice. Grass. And a head full of. What was the lyric? So they're in a zombie, mm-hmm. or they're in a combi. Oh, they rhymed combi with zombie. Clever. Clever. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Good. You got more? It, well, I, I love this description of. Have you ever had Vegemite? Ugh, I have. You have. It's gross. That's what I've heard. It's disgusting. This is so weird. The 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 description is so gross. It's a it's a fermented yeast spread. Yes. Okay. Some people love it and can't start the day without a piece of toast spread with Vegemite. Yes. No. I know this to be true, but I've heard it tastes like it's crap. I I yeah. had I work with some people that were from. From the land down under, <laughs> uh, and and they loved it. And they had it on their morning toast, and I like, oh, would you like to try some? I'm like, sure, let me have some. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Oh, I guess so. Much like uh, our our Jewish food that we try sometimes. See, I would you, well, maybe like like a chopped liver, maybe or or gefilte fish. You, yeah, don't give gefilte fish to someone who's not uh, ready for it. Oh. Yeah, jellied. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but they do say that it's similar in taste to what the British eat marmite. Yeah, I would, which yes, I've never had yes. either. Have you? Uh, similar, similar uh, type of uh, reaction. <laughs> Just speaking of which, uh, there's another Australian word that they say that I do know. The chunder. Do you know what chunder is? Chunder. Yes, I found that out. <laughs> so tell tell me. Well, chunder is vomit, uh-huh. right? Yep. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, all right, so th- there's your Australian lesson for today. Yeah. But yeah, it was full of uh, Australian colloquial- colloquialisms. I can't even say that. But where, where beer does flow and men chunder. That's right. Beer they chunder does flow from beer. And men chunder. <laughs> Very good. In Under and chunder. Combi and zombie. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's so your Aussie lesson for the day. But it was fun. I mean, back in. Yeah, I mentioned Paul Hogan. That was we were fascinated by Australians oh, back totally. in back in the eighties. That was that Crocodile Dundee movie when that came out in eighty four. So it was around the same early, time, early eighties. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Paul Hogan had his you know the Australian Tourism Board where he's uh, barbecuing some yes. shrimp, shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, there's that. But we thought that those guys were all and and men at work were representative of all Australians. Well, they were. That's what that was our exposure to them. Yeah. It was huge. So are they? I don't know. Would you say <laughs> men at work or in excess were uh, more Australian? Oh, in excess. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, they're like everyone. There's, you know. But oh, there's but, a variety. There's a variety. Of not people. like not all Americans are like you and I. Yes. Yeah. As as I've learned in the past two years, there's there's yeah a lot of different uh, viewpoints. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Uh, Seventy was men at work. Number sixty nine. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good one too. The Jam, yep. Precious. Um, a wonderful, wonderful song from The Gift. Um, it was uh, the B-side of another big song that yes. I do know. I do that. This is the the one thing that I do know about this song, um, which is the B-side to the town called Malice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It says it appears on The Jam's 1982 album, The Gift, and also as a double A-side single. Oh, okay. So they're not calling it a B-side. They call it a double A-side, Town Called Malice. Nice. I've never even heard that. Okay. Yeah, that was, you know, like the Beatles had double A sides, you know, it was Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane. Yeah, I never heard it referred to that way. Okay. Well, you know, there is an A and a B side, really. It was, there has but, to be. You can't have two A's. No, you cannot. <laughs> it's impossible. 
<laughs> cannot be done. But oftentimes the B-sides are better. Um, I, I mean... That's, in, well, in the B-sides were why I bought a lot of 45s yeah. was to get those songs that you could not get anywhere else. Exactly. They, they, they were... They were B-sides. They weren't, they weren't on the, the album. They, and then sometime to be released later because they became so big as a B-side. Right. Yeah, yeah, like Prince, Springsteen, U2, they all had those those wonderful yeah. B-sides. Yep. Um, yeah, so we love the jam. We love the, uh, the power trio. And we'll, we'll talk more about them later because I can... Uh, we know I, there's I love, more jam coming up. I love that mod scene and the, yeah. I love those guys. Um, I wish they would one day get back yeah. together, but they won't. Yeah. Uh, but... But we still have Paul Weller. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, what's uh, what's next? We got sixty-eight. Go goes. Beatnik Beach. All right, Beatnik Beach. It was left off of the this list of uh, the eighties of oh, from nineteen eighty-two, um, just because there were so many Go Go songs. I think we yeah. touched on this, and that there was Beauty and the Beat was so wonderful, and we knew every song. But Vacation, it's it was tough. It's tough to remember a lot a lot of these songs. I, I can't instantly recall Beatneck Beach, although I I, oh. I do know a little bit about it, but but that wasn't that one doesn't immediately spring to mind. So I think that's probably why it might have been left off the, the yeah. K Rock list. And it was good. It was a fun song, you know, like all Go Go songs. Do you know this was the B side to Vacation? Oh, is that right? Yes, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> God, I'm, 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 I'm going to be fun, sending going to be saying that a lot now. So my resident expert is going to be turning this podcast off mid. Mid podcast, if he keeps hearing that word. All right, we're gonna have to stop doing that. Number sixty-seven. Speaking of your re, yeah, and his favorite, one of his favorite bands. Yes. Okay, tell me about you. Take it away because I can't talk about <laughs> missing persons at all. You could. You can chime in if you if if you, if you have a question. I'm sure you have some fun facts and uh, fascinating uh, tidbits and. Well, things. it's funny. I I it, this is mostly his opinion. Of course, because <laughs> okay. he didn't have too many facts it. about about the song. So the song is "Ain't not, It Ain't None of Your Business." Yes, and it's from Spring Session M, which we have discussed before. Yes. So this song was not released as a single. By the way, this is also left off the updated list. Ah. list. not surprisingly, well, we don't hear that song. This song anymore. So I, you know, it's funny. I know the song and I know it well because he listened to them obsessively and obsessively in the eighties. So I know the song, but uh, he, my re who's a true fan, he believes that this song was their obvious attempt at a pop hit. A pop hit. Really? Because it was really... Besides Walking in L.A. and... Uh... Yeah. No, he, he felt that this song was, musically, was beneath them. Oh, okay. And he, because it was, I mean, and it was a song about a lover's quarrel and, you know, jealousy and the suspicious suspicious nature, you know, couples. Well, it was a husband and wife team yeah. going on there. So I'm sure that's yes. where this song came about. I'm yeah. just assuming. Not, yeah. not based on any knowledge whatsoever, but yes, know. but, but that's would, not, he you felt, would think so. He feels that there that 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 kind of writing is beneath them, and this one was written by Terry Bozio and Warren Cucurillo. Okay, um, yeah, he he feels it's skippable, and you knew that it was supposed to be a hit because it was the third song on the first side. Now you put it on the first. You put the the single first. Yeah, but it was still there. It was I can't remember the order of them now, but <laughs> words and and you know walking in L.A. It was on the same side, yeah. so this should this should have been designated as a hit, but it never really was. Okay, well, so. it's not as good as walking in L.A. No, yeah, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and this is all this is is opinion. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of know this song, but of course I I know walking in L.A. like yeah. instantly. That's you, you can't when you say walking, you have to say the you, you have, have to, to say the it. melody. Yeah. 
You you would I think you would recognize this. I'm not going to sing it because you won't recognize it if I sing it. But I think if you heard it, you would go, oh, yeah. 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 No, it's one of those songs where you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next. Interesting. <laughs> I will not say that, but there you go. All right. We have Dave Edmonds. Dave Edmonds. Me and the boys. Yep. Uh, not surprisingly, also left off the updated list. It's sad that this this isn't played anymore because I find it, uh, I still like this song. I still, I think he was, uh, he's immensely talented. Much like Nick Lowe. I like the two of them together. They were kind of like yeah. a. Good. Yeah. They blend they like, blend really well. Kind of like Squeeze, the Difford and Tilbrook. Yeah. Tilbrook. Yes. You yes. got that. I, I think I messed it up once. And you did. Uh, yeah. Tilbrook and. Yeah. 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 They had a great partnership together. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't think they, they work together anymore. No. They did have a great partnership. and But this song, Me and the Boys, was it written by NRBQ? It could be. That sounds like something that I will look yeah. up right now. No, it, it, I believe it was. I saw I, I, I looked up because I wanted to confirm and I saw conflicting information. I saw in one place it said that NRBQ covered it and in another place and more sources say that uh, NRBQ wrote it and Dave Edmonds covered it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know that. NRBQ, I'm vaguely familiar with them. I, I don't know. I don't have an intimate knowledge of, of the, the band, although I, they, were, they were all over the place in yeah. the 80s too. They have a nice sound. They do have a nice I don't know that much from them, nice sound, but I'm pretty sure that this was written by them. Okay. Was this, the, this was the name of the album, DE7th, right? Very clever. Dave Edmonds' seventh album. Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably, and that's a chord. Yeah. Oh, this was his first post-rock pile album, DE7th lacks the pop sensibilities that made early Edmonds a guilty pleasure, concentrating instead on roots music. While that occasionally means there's missteps like Deep in the Heart of Texas, but it also means the wonderful bluegrass stomp, warmed over kisses, leftover love, the country rocker bail you out, the Cajun-tinged Louisiana man, and the excellent Springsteen cover from Small Things. Okay. Yeah, it was an so, NRBQ song. It was. They yeah, wrote it. from 1980. Hey. All right. right. Very nice. Yeah, I know that that's like a guitar chord, the... Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so get back together, uh, Lowe and Edmonds. We'd like to see you uh, do something else. Yeah. All right, another duo that I liked, man and woman uh, connection, the Human League, <laughs> Love Action, from the amazing Dare album. This is another one left off the K-Rock list. Yes, yeah, so this song did not even chart here. Yeah. No, I love I, this song. I, I think because, yeah, there was so many, there were a, f- a few songs from Human League that were played. This was, they were like, let's keep playing some new, another song off this album, um, and I and mm. made it up to sixty-five on this uh, this original list. Still interesting. Still, uh, I, I still, I think it's just the melodies. For some reason, this lyrically and and the melodies, it, it, it was uh, it still works today. Yeah, and their sound. Oh, I listen to them. I listen to them regularly too. Do you? Yes, I do. I this, wonder if they still play around. If they still tour. I don't. Uh, you know what? I shouldn't say that, but I don't think so. Did you know this song is titled after Lou Reed's rock and roll heart song, uh, I Believe in Love? Really? Yeah. I do not know that. Now I do. I, the, the lyric, I believe what the old man said, is also a reference to the to uh, Lou Reed. Okay. Yeah. Huh. No one ever, he said, <laughs> Phil Oakey says in an interview, no one ever asked me who the old man is. It's Lou Reed. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to Lou Reed. Yeah. And Human League. And Human League. Yeah, I recommend. I recommend you revisit this album. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a number one record. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Did that make? I know. Uh, Don't you want me? Hit number one. Did Dare? How high did Dare reach? Mm-hmm. It made it. The album Dare made it up to number one in the UK and up to number three in the US. Oh, excellent yes. and worthy for sure. Oh, oh, show. <laughs> but then uh, another. Okay, so after Human League, we take it up a notch. Sixty-four. To another quintessential 80s band. Yes. The Cars. Do you know where they're from? I forget where <laughs> they're, they're from. from. I think they're from Boston. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But that's, yeah, this is Shake It Up, the, the title song from their, was it their fourth record? Uh, Something like that. I but it was, so. it was all over the place. This album was just, this, this was their... Like explode. This is their business as usual men at work record. Yeah. That just it was. There was no escaping this uh, this album, and it was also because uh, MTV was just exploding, and yeah. they embraced the these videos were uh, were phenomenal. Yeah, it was it was nice because well, of course uh, Rick Ocasek was uh, dating Paulina Poroskova. He was married to her for, for yeah, a year, I don't but know. then I guess they must have been dating then. So Maybe. putting her in the videos certainly her, helps. Yes, that does not hurt at all. Yeah. See, it's good to be a rock yeah. star. Yeah. Now, this song actually, this is their second highest charting Billboard hit. This uh, this reached four, number four. Oh, yeah? Didn't go higher, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you'd still say Shake It Up and, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's so silly, the you know, the, the hook, but it's so catchy. Yeah. I don't know. This wasn't one of my favorite cars. I loved it. I mean, their sound was, you know, great and yeah. Oh, there were. There's a number of other songs we'll be talking about um, on this record that made it a little bit higher. As I'm trying to find where they are. Are you teasing it? Don't. You should be I'm surprised. Te- okay. Yes. <laughs> I will be surprised. Okay. okay. Yes. I will not look at this list until until, <laughs> until you we, get there. As we reveal it. Yes. Yeah. As we slowly reveal this. Um, so yeah, shake it up was wonderful, and uh, you know, just uh, the cars just ran with it. Yeah. They, they got in there, they drove away with this album. This this was it. Very good, Dave. I, I'm <laughs> going to edit that out because that was horrible. No, you're not. You're very clever. All right. Oingo, Boingo, 63. Name the album or name the movie that this, uh, where the end credits came. Fast Times at Ridgemont uh, High. Of course. Goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. It's funny. I can't tell you anything else about this song other than it was the end credits of yeah. uh, Fast Times. Yes. And I, I can't sing along to it. There's one point where he ends it, like he's he's spouting off these lyrics that, uh, yeah. like a madman, like Danny Elfman. Yeah, a <laughs> madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's one of that's one of the moments I remember from that song. But of course, it, it comes at the end of, of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where they talk about where everyone is at the yes. now in the future. Uh, how many times did you see Fast Times? Oh, many times. Many and ma- and. Uh, we, I, I think I've told you this before. In some of our classes in college, we we shot we shoot shot some scenes from Fast Times oh, for yeah. some of our classes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the classic, the the classic eighties. Oh my god! Can you imagine a Cameron Crowe wrote it about? He went back to high school. Like, can you imagine like you know being twenty one, twenty two, and then going back to high school and and dealing with yeah. the same issues again. No. And then, right, but going <laughs> yes. under, being undercover and, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. He but did that for this movie? I don't yeah. think I knew that. Yeah. 
It was like, I think it might have been a Rolling Stone thing or because um, he, he was writing for Rolling I mean, Oh, that uh, sounds familiar. Yes, yeah. of course he went. Yeah. He, he went back to high school in the 80s and this is and this movie came of it. That's well, it certainly was representative of a lot of people's experiences. Yes. Not mine, unfortunately. But my <laughs> experience was going to the movies and going, wow, that's that's not my. Well, you know, like parts of it oh. I recognized. Didn't you have a Mr. Hand? We all had a Mr. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a Spicoli, of course. Yeah, no, I recognize all the players in there. Yeah, Phoebe Cates, you had. Well, from far, far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was probably the Flavins girls. Yes. Were, the- <laughs> were, your, were your Phoebe Cates? Yes, exactly. Hi, Brad. <laughs> okay. The lady will have the linguine with clam sauce. Red clam sauce. Was it red clam sauce? White. There's a color why in there. Why would you have red clam sauce? Why would you, White. Why, yeah. I, think I don't it's know. My, I'm pretty sure it's I don't know because I don't eat it, so I don't know what's typical, but... Hey, Debbie, how are you doing? <laughs> and that was... All, oh, here's a fun fact. Um, when they were sca- scalping the tickets for Van Halen, mm-hmm. um, third row tickets, I believe it was, how much were those... T- was Were they scalping the tickets for? How much were they? How much did they want to get for them? Yes. How I much can't. did they want to get for them? I don't remember. $25? No. 20 But they cost... The guy freaked out. Th- these tickets cost twelve fifty. Well, <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's craziness. But you also had to physically wait online for those tickets. Those were good. T- I liked. Yeah. yeah. I, I did like that. That was our social media was waiting in line for concert tickets. Yeah. The Warehouse or Music Plus. Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza. <laughs> uh, okay. So now we we move to uh, our LA band, X. Another one of your favorites. Lo- Wolf. Yeah. yeah. I loved, uh, this is the time I was drumming, so I liked drumming to this song because it was just kind of like a uh, just beats on the tom-tom yeah that was cool I, I yeah this was uh yeah this was from their uh their major label after being on slash they went to electra and uh so this was their their yeah. their reach for the big time yeah this but it's from under the big black sun yes yeah and this song this song just has a good like the energy like the, the oh yeah the, i don't know the build and it was you know it was produced by you know who produced it uh, uh but, 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 no, I know Ray Manzarek <laughs> produced the first two. Yeah, did he, he produce this yes, one too? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, I, always, I always thought he just did the first two, but he did do yeah. the third one. Yep, nice. Yeah, very, very good. All right, we're going to end our countdown with the waitresses and quit, which is not on our top ten list or top on K Rock's updated list, but also a great. The waitresses yeah. were they're, they're kind of like the the band that uh, L.A. forgot. It's uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I, I this song dropped off the list, right? But yes. but the the like Christmas wrapping some of the yeah, other Chris, songs, yeah. whatever some of the other songs must still be on the, the top eighty. Um, well, I know what boys like. I don't. That might yeah. be. I'm sure that's probably still in there, like in the last year's list. Unfortunately, yeah, I think because uh, the lead singer passed away yeah. early uh-huh. in life, that uh, this, the, you know, these these songs kind of uh, fell by the wayside. Just for some, yeah, she was yeah. only forty when she died. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Very that's, sad. That ain't right. Yeah. Neither is Luke Perry dying. By the way, isn't that isn't that horrifying? Uh, I no, yeah, no words. Yeah. Just devastating. Yeah, I mean that's you should not be. Nobody should be dying at uh, yeah. at that age. Yeah, so, oh my God, are we going to end it on this note? No, we're not going to end it. We're not going to end on such a somber note. Okay. He contributed a lot to our our generation. Oh, totally. And we can celebrate. No him. one could be cooler than Dylan. Yeah, Dylan McKay. Oh my God, 
so great. And also to Patty Donahue of The Waitresses. And yes. Yes. Um, yes. Go listen to Quit. It'll yeah. be on our Spotify playlist. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap up uh, this uh, this part of our countdown um, as you slowly get out the quiz deck. The 1980s rock and roll quiz deck. Yes. Courtesy of the uh, musical instruments, instruments machine. But I'm going to pick today. Okay. And let's just see how long it takes me to answer every song. I mean, every question. Every question. Yeah. All right. I'm going to mix these up good. La, la, well, la. I think you say I'm going to mix these up well. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> interesting that you are the grammar police. Uh, see, I told you I didn't do well in English. I think that's too good. Just kidding. Oh, my God. All, All right. right. All right. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card. <laughs> Pick I'm something. picking this one. Excellent choice. Thank you. How do you know that yet? Because I'm going to ask it to All you. Right. All right. Um, we're going to the year 1984. President Ronald Reagan tried to use this rock song for his re-election campaign theme, much to the displeasure of the song's composer. Who was the artist and what was the song. Can you give me another hint? Because the only the only other situation I can recall would be with Don't Stop. Wasn't that with, didn't somebody once? I can't remember. No, can you give well, me another hint? Um, uh, this was in 19, I think 1984. There were some big, big artists. This was, this was his like breakthrough album. Uh, that's a hint. He, it's a him. This was his breakthrough album where it, it went, uh, went, uh, ballistic. This this album went through the roof. Nineteen eighty four is where everyone him. is screaming out. Yeah, where people are screaming out to you. Do you do you hear those people? They're yelling out his name right now. Do you hear that? No, what I need. Saying? You mean my lifeline? <laughs> yeah, would you like a lifeline? <laughs> he has. Um, it, it, it's mainly this artist, but he has a band that is attached to his name. In the rock genre. Yes, in the rock genre. Nineteen eighty four. It's not Van Halen. No, but yeah, this album spilled out into 85 and uh, he had been around for a lot. This is, he'd been around for 10 years now. It's Bruce Springsteen? Yes, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, born born in the USA? Yes. I didn't even remember that. Wow. You do not. Oh, I. Wow. Okay. Reagan naively thought Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA was a flag waving <laughs> ode to patriotism. Yeah. But the song was actually a classic anti-war anthem recounting the homeland struggles of returning Vietnam veterans. As Springsteen told Rolling Stone, I think people got a need to feel good about the country they live in. But what's happening, I think, is that need, which is a good thing, is getting manipulated and exploited. And you see the Reagan re-election ads on TV. You know, it's morning in America and you say, well, it's not morning in Pittsburgh. It's not morning about 125th Street in New York, it's midnight, and like there's a bad moon rising. And that's why when Reagan mentioned my name in New Jersey, I felt it was another manipulation, and I had to disassociate myself from the president's kind words. Go, Bruce. So there you go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Well, <laughs> that was... you can make me sound a little more knowledgeable. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> no good. worries. So there you go. Wrapping up another another exciting episode of What Difference Does It Make? Find us on social media, on Facebook, What Difference Does It Make? On Instagram, WDDIM Podcast, and Twitter as well, WDDIM Podcast. And we are on Spotify. I always put the link in our description of how to get to the uh, to that Spotify playlist. Sometimes it's hard to find 
Some people have uh, said that it's kind of difficult to find. You can look it under my name, Dave Sloan. Sometimes you can find it. Uh, I have it under a folder, What Difference Does It Make? And then all the shows with all the music is listed. And one day we will correct this and make it a lot easier to find. <laughs> but the music is there. Uh, please give it a listen because it's uh, it's all worthwhile. And uh, there you go. There's Thanks for li- Oh, sorry. There you oh. go. No, thanks. Go ahead. Wrap it up, please. <laughs> I didn't mean to say stop talking. That wasn't what I meant to say. I no. thought we were just going to smoothly uh, transition. Transition. Yeah. We'll work out this uh, this give and take uh, eventually. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Give it a listen. Thank you so, so, so very much for listening. And um, check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.